This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Uh, hello, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jekyll. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two women suffer. <laughs> Just kidding. The podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Unforgiven. Are you really going to kill them, cowboys? I guess. Number 68 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this male (laughs) old film. Content warning for violence against women. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to have to hear your prediction for this movie. Just so the listeners know, this is one of the few movies we actually had to text each other for. <laughs> Beforehand and possibly during. We broke our rule only a little bit. We didn't talk about it. But. But we both realized. We're, yeah. Anyway. Sienna, here's my prediction for Unforgiven. Hi, Sienna. Hi. It's Liana. I'm about to watch a movie called Unforgiven. I have never heard of this. I don't know when it is from. You have texted me saying that you added some trigger warnings to the Google Doc, so I am sort of saying, oh no. But my prediction is going to be something religious is going on. Okay. Maybe it's oh, like, I like that. an abortion movie. Yeah. And they're like, I cannot forgive you. Totally. Uh, I don't know. Okay, love you. Bye. Not that. Is there a movie called Unforgivable that's about that? Yeah, that? That sounds so familiar. I think there's one that has a similar name. I think it might be one. I mean, it sounds like a, an abortion movie. You know that classic genre? Yeah. Abortion, <laughs> abortion film. Well, Sienna, I would love to hear your prediction 
Okay. And you went into this, you were alone in there. You had no idea, I assume. I had no idea. Hi, Liana. This is Sienna. I'm about to watch the movie Unforgiven (laughs) 1990-something. I have no idea what this movie is going to be about. I think that this is our first movie from the 1990s on the list so far. I think Schindler's List. Is that possible? Oh, no, maybe. No, that's not true. But (laughs) It's one of the only... Okay, I know I've said this before, but maybe Glenn Close is in it. Um, Keep guessing. Yeah, Glenn I can only imagine films. somebody does something bad. She's fantastic. Maybe it's a court case in type of movie. Oh. And um, in a way. people have a lot of trouble forgiving this person in who's way. on trial. In a way. And in the end, Glenn Close ends up in jail. I wish. All right, I love you. Goodbye. This movie was so bad that I wish somehow... Instead, Glenn Close had ended up involved in the American incarceral system. (laughs) I mean, really, anything else. (laughs) Anything else. Well, Sienna, can we do a vibe check up top? Absolutely. How how did you feel about this movie? I loved it. (laughs) Um, This was one of the most excruciating experiences of my entire life. God. I hated this movie so so uh, so much, my eyes wouldn't even work with me. I could not yeah. keep them on the screen. No. And I did, for the good of the podcast. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I did my damn best to watch this movie, and mm-hmm. my brain rejected so much yep. of it. Yep. Oh, boy. This is exactly why we do this podcast, mm-hmm. is for movies like this that are just, I mean... The worst of the worst, one could argue. So when it first started as a cowboy movie, mm-hmm. my... I immediately thought, oh shit, this is the 1990s. Yeah. This is a cowboy movie. Yeah. I bet this is going to be like the first gritty cowboy movie. Yeah. I bet it's going to be violent. And not the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Imagine a gritty Imagine. cowboy movie. <laughs> oh, now that I would watch. I would watch that too. Um, well, everybody's probably wondering what happened in this movie. Yeah. I bet you're on the edge of your freaking horse yeah. <laughs> to find out. I'm going to tell you. A synopsis of Unforgiven, 1992. This is the premise of the film. Mm -hmm. A sex worker is violently assaulted for giggling at a customer's tiny ween. (laughs) After local law enforcement does little to punish the man who slashed her face, the women working at the brothel pool their money to hire a hitman to take out the violent man and his partner. Clint Eastwood, the protagonist, is a former gunslinger turned terrible hog farmer who loves his dead wife. He teams up with his old friend Morgan Freeman and a young boy. (laughs) Just a guy. Some guy. Just a young guy who wants to to kill people uh, to get the job done. Also, an English guy... (laughs) And a biographer also appear. And by the way, the main antagonist is a guy named Little Bill, not of the Nick Jr. show, who I am almost positive is the sheriff of the town. The end! So the premise of the film is woman gets hurt Mm -hmm. and man must kill Mm -hmm. to fix. Mm -hmm. Well, Liana... Mm -hmm. Can you hit us with the uh, historical context, please? Yeah. Str- gear up. Saddle saddle up. Release your horses. Get on a horse. Get on a horse. Trot on down. 
For the historical context for Unforgiven, the 1992 movie with a Wikipedia page so annoying, <laughs> I couldn't even glean a single fact from it. I believe it. It mainly talked about themes. Oh. So I was like, shut up. And this was the first one where even the Wikipedia page, like, each time it was supposed to cite a source, they were like, mm, this is contested. And, mm, I'm not really sure, actually, about this. <laughs> And I was like, even the Wikipedia editors were so annoyed by this page that they did not bother to find the source material. <laughs> yeah, or they're like, some guy at a party just told me all this. I don't know if it's 100%. true. 100%. Unforgiven is in the revisionist Western genre, which means, so the traditional Western, the sort of structure of those, which we've watched a couple on this list, mm -hmm. there's a clear delineation between good and evil in the ah. traditional Western but in the revisionist Western genre, they're sort of subverting that and muddying the waters a little bit. It's a little bit less clear what the right thing to do is. Ooh. There's more of an emphasis on character development and on realism in revisionist Westerns, whereas in traditional Westerns, there's more of an emphasis on myth and romance. Oh, ah. Revision The revisionist Western genre really took over in eight 1968 once the Hayes Code was relaxed, because then they were like, oh, yeah, we can be like violent now. We can hurt the women. We can hurt the women <laughs> We can finally hurt the women instead of writing them letters. All we've ever wanted to do. And it's designed to subvert the traditional format with sort of one of the following in each movie. Either like a protagonist who's a native instead of a white guy. Uh -huh. A strong female lead. Or sort of moral ambiguity featuring an anti-hero. Uh -huh. And this movie was in that third category. Because it was like... Oh, it's, everybody's kind of evil and bad. And yeah. Clint Eastwood is like, was a really bad guy, but now he's the hero. <laughs> and it places the emphasis on survival rather than on morality. So it's really like the, the Old West was like rough and brutal and gritty, but not the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. <laughs> okay. I was curious because the, the English guy rolls into town being like, you Americans and your guns, you yeah. shot your president. And I was like, which president was it that got shot in this era? So I Googled it. And this was around 1880. And it turns out actually 1881. And in 1881, President James A. Garfield, four months into his first and last, as it turned out, term as president, was <laughs> shot in a train station. <laughs> R.I.P. Garfield. He was shot at the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station in Washington, D.C. in July of 1881, and he died in New Jersey 79 days later. Presidents just didn't have, like, a bodyguard or security <laughs> at the time, so they could just be loose in a train station and get shot point blank Dang. by another guy. Ridiculous. He was shot twice, and... He stayed alive for a long time, and they think he actually could have lived had it not been for, like, medical ineptitude. Oh, wow. <laughs> because the doctors could not find the bullet. Nobody was using, like, antisepsis measures to protect him from infection while they were, like, rooting around so they were looking for the bullet. Digging around. Yeah. And then Alexander Graham Bell literally invented a metal detector, but two very stupid things happened, which were that, one, Garfield's bed frame was metal. <laughs> no! And two, his doctor only allowed Bell to use the detector on Garfield's left side because the doctor sensed that that's where the bullet was. But had he used it on the right, he would have found it. What? Ridiculous. <laughs> Men are so stupid. Okay, a little bit about black cowboys and the fact that like we don't really see them in media. This is a quote from Trisha Wagner's book, Black Cowboys of the Old West, True, Sensational, and Little Known Stories. 
Wagner writes, quote, there is a conspicuous absence of the black cowboy recorded in the history of the American cattle ranching industry. As one descendant of the black cowboy explained, we didn't write the books, we didn't produce the movies, so we were politely deleted. Mm. And I was like, damn. I bring that up in this film because famously Morgan Freeman, openly black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bring that up because in this movie, Morgan Freeman plays a cowboy. Yeah. He's also like the one black character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And also... We've seen other cowboy movies before that don't address it at all. And this one also doesn't really. No. He's just really there as a sidekick character, which is kind of more erasure of like the black cowboy narrative. Finally. Oh, my gosh. Wyoming, 1881. A little bit of a timeline of Wyoming, um, specifically like white people presence in Wyoming and how that, you know, fucked it all. Right. Shane was also in Wyoming. Bye, Shane. (laughs) In 1807, apparently, somebody recorded this. The first white person entered Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Just the stupidest, like, thing to mark. Allegedly, that's, like, when white people sort of started coming into Wyoming. Um, Skipping ahead. Oh, boy. This is... There's going to be a content warning here for violence against Native Americans. Um, In 1863, the Bear River Massacre happened in what is now Preston, Idaho. It's considered the worst massacre of Native Americans in U.S. history. Wow. And we, like, don't learn about it. I haven't... Yeah. We learn about other ones. Like, Mm -hmm. there's one that happened in Colorado that's very famous that we learned about in school. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so the Bear Creek Massacre... There were a couple of Shoshone men accused of killing a white man in a dispute over livestock. So then some white judge issued a warrant for the U.S. Army colonel to arrest these Shoshone men who had been accused. This colonel took a unit of nearly 300 infantry and cavalry to the Shoshone's winter camp and just opened fire on like this camp filled with men, women and children. That's and around 350 members of the Northwest Band of the Shoshone Nation were murdered by the U.S. military, including an estimated 90 women and children. That's so sad. Which is That's uh, uh, horrific. Um, the colonel who carried out the massacre was promoted to Brigadier oh, General. Oh, my gosh. After it happened. In Ew. 1990, the site of this massacre was designated a National Historic Landmark. And then in 2018... The some members of the Northwest Band of the Shoshone Nation bought around 550 acres of Bear River land, which is where the massacre happened. Mm-hmm. And they are in the process of building an interpretive center to honor its people and their history. And the reason that I bring this up is because the Shoshone people, while that happened in Idaho, um, like that tribe and its various factions were sort of scattered between Idaho and Wyoming and Utah and I think one other state. But then eventually... When Wyoming, the Wyoming Territory was created in 1868, five years later, mm-hmm. something called the Treaty of Fort Laramie was signed um, between the U.S. and the Shoshone, where they created the Wind River Reservation mm. for specifically the Eastern Shoshone tribe. So that sort of compacted a lot of the Shoshone people into this reservation in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think some people who were impacted by this massacre in Idaho or, like, at least members of the same nation right. then ended up on this reservation in Wyoming. The Shoshone people's habitation of this region dates back 3,500 years. Um, wow. Like, there's just such a deep history and right. connection there between, like, that people and that land. Uh-huh. This Treaty of Fort Laramie was ultimately amended to include Arapaho peoples as well. So living on the Wind River Reservation are both um, members of the Eastern Shoshone tribe and also um, the Arapaho tribe, many of which came from Colorado and left their 
during the gold rush or, mm-hmm. you know, were forced out of there during the gold rush. A couple other things about the Wyoming timeline, just to put it kind of in context of like America. Uh, In 1872, Yellowstone National Park was created, which is the first national park. Um, Wow. This movie takes place in 1880-1881. And then in 1890, Wyoming is admitted into the Union as the 44th state. Oh. And that is the end of the historical context for Unforgiven. Somehow a movie with almost entirely white men was looking at each other and handing each other guns. Money may have been Will's last name, but we want money to be our middle name. Yeah! (laughs) So we're going to take an ad. We'll be right back. That was very good. Thank you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, Liana, thank you for that historical context. You're welcome. Shall we move on? Yeah. Let's make an episode. Let's figure out how to talk about... Let's turn that into content (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Now it is time for our phone notes where we, of course, go over the notes that we took while watching the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sienna, you've written, I am so uninterested in male culture. I just... This really was male culture. I was thinking about that the whole film. Like, what was the audience for this and who was excited to go to the cinema uh, to see this film? Maybe let's talk a little bit about the beginning. So it starts out, before we see any people, it starts out with a message on the screen. A stupid little prologue. That says, what is it that you said a second ago oh, about like morality and like, is it moral? Is it not? Like, we don't know if he's good or bad. Uh-huh. Well, the opening text basically says, a woman 
Long ago, there was a woman. She mm-hmm. married a man. People thought he was a pretty bad guy. <laughs> Known for killing people, but for some reason, this woman married him. Mm -hmm. Then she died. And by the way, he didn't kill her. It was tuberculosis. It was tuberculosis, even though people thought, seems like this really bad guy would have been the one to do it. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Now, um, we'll watch the movie and see what you think about this guy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so he's going to be good. (laughs) The stupidest prologue. (laughs) It was so dumb. (laughs) <laughs> it was so dumb oh my god and then um suddenly we're at a brothel immediately into just well first some uh, raucous some intercourse dogging. <laughs> absolutely and you're kind of like oh and then you're like <gasps> oh no <laughs> because a man is literally like hops out of the woman he is currently inside of mm-hmm. runs into another room because you hear, like, distressed yelling. Yes, you hear yelling from another room. Yeah. And you go into that room, mm-hmm. and another man is yelling at the woman who he was recently mm-hmm. having intercourse with. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, and we don't have to, like, go into detail about it, but it right. was so violent, and it yeah. was so upsetting to watch. Yeah. And I didn't... I didn't. I closed yeah. my eyes. I plugged my ears. There was no and reason still, to. still, my heart was racing at the time that it was over. I looked away as well. It was just like... It was awful. The language that was used, too. Like, oh the violent my rhetoric mm-hmm. sort of threatening what he was going to do. Totally. Was incredibly upsetting. Like, language can be extremely violent in and of itself. And then when you couple that with a man holding a knife and threatening... You can imagine just, like, the premise being that a man has hurt and mm-hmm. quote-unquote damaged... A person who works in the sex industry. Yeah. Like, they say all the things you could imagine that they would say. Yeah. That would be upsetting and offensive and mm-hmm. demeaning mm-hmm. about the situation. Mm-hmm. So the first kind of couple scenes is that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It's very... It's like harrowing. And what's so insane is that that woman who gets attacked barely speaks for the rest of the movie. Oh my gosh. Barely a character in the film. <gasps> Liana, your first note is, sorry, but I am watching this on Tubi, baby. <laughs> Did you have ads during oh, this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way I was going to pay for this film. Oh, Absolutely not. That honestly would have been maybe a nice way to break it up. It was positively peppered throughout <laughs> with Christmas commercials oh. for capitalist companies. I think that would be much better, actually. <laughs> it was a great relief. I just am grateful. <laughs> That I can watch stupid movies without having to pay for them. I gotta get me some Tubi. Uh, Liana, your second your second note is TRAGE! <laughs> all caps. Yeah. TRAGE! Yep. TRAGE alert! Trage. Big TRAGE here. Big TRAGEs all throughout. Going on. I'm gonna attempt a uh, can I just say segment uh-huh. at the end today. Oh, great. I'm saving a couple of things for that, but absolute mahoosive TRAGE yeah. right from the start. Right. And it also just sets the scene of like, oh, okay, we're not afraid to show like violence against women. And uh, we're also not afraid to show people immediately being like awful to the women who are standing up for the woman who was just violently assaulted. Yeah. Mm. The only times I really perked up in the movie was when there was a group of women. Yeah. (laughs) Because there were a few times. they got yelled at and attacked. Oh my gosh. It was always very scary and unsafe, but... I did. I loved the extremely angry. I thought she was like the madam, but I don't think they had that. She was I think so that powerful. She was just maybe the the I really main loved woman. Her. I loved Alice, her too. I think was her Alice was her name. Alice, 
Because she was just like, why the fuck was the movie not centering her? Okay, because this same movie, you could take the same premise yeah. of like, woman gets hurt and women decide to kill these guys yeah. and 100%. hire someone to kill them. Yeah. That could be a really cool movie. Mm-hmm. That's reclaiming that same exact uh-huh. issue. And but then instead, <laughs> the woman stands up for the woman who was assaulted and is told to shut up. And then later they pool their money together and she gets slapped for pooling her money. And the, she barely gets any any screen time. Ridiculous. But it was so, I let's just give her a little bit of props where, um, yeah, the, the guys, they get punished in some way. I forget. Like, you know, it's like, oh, they're going to take away they his horses. Give horses. Yeah. To give five horses. And she's like, um. That's it? That's not no yeah and then later he's like i brought you an extra horse and she's like fuck you <laughs> i'm gonna kill you <laughs> they like throw mud at the accomplice and you know what great. they did it they did that she did get that done they got it done she did the guys spoiler alert the guys that they wanted to kill by the end of the movie are dead mm-hmm. sienna you've written down something that i also was i had a concern about later you said somehow everyone here looks the same including the child in the doorway <laughs> And my concern yeah. was that far later in the film, the assassins have been called in by the women who pulled their money together, and they're looking at two sort of like eyewitness sketches of the men who did the attack, uh-huh. and those sketches looked like literally any man <laughs> in the town. And I was I, like, they're going to shoot the wrong guy. <laughs> if they're just going off of that, that's literally any man, any that's white so man funny. in Wyoming in this year. I wonder if that happened a lot with those wanted images. <laughs> Like, there weren't that many different clothing styles to wear, either. They all had to look oh exactly the same. And the facial hairstyle was the same. Yeah. I was like, ooh, boy. That's why there were so many bounty hunters, because they were just hunting everybody. <laughs> Someone was bound to get it, to get it right. Eliana, you said, oh, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. So what did that bring up? For How did that make get you feel? Get off my lawn! That's, that's what he says in every film. That's his energy in every film, and then he says it in, like some later film in his career called like Durango or something. <laughs> it's not that, but it's like grumpy man. Yeah. Shake you off my lawn. Yeah. And then he talks to an empty chair at the RNC. It's kind of him. Once I knew it was a Clint Eastwood movie, I was like, Oh, okay. This yeah. It's going to be a stupid, like white guy Western where he's just like, he has kind of one note. <laughs> yeah. Of emotion throughout. Totally. And, uh, God, he misses his dead wife. <laughs> I love my wife. Oh, I love my, I miss my dead wife so much. I'm never having sex again. I won't do it. Because my wife is dead. <laughs> uh, this is definitely, I think, falls in the category of a this guy is the best movie. Yeah. But it's a different. Weirdly, it does. Yeah. It's There's like, no delight to it. Right. This time The around. other ones we've seen have been like, ha ha, it's too much. But this one is like, a, this, this guy is the best. the best. He's the best one. So we got to get him so he can do all the killing. He doesn't want to have sex with anyone else. Only his dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll only shoot really bad guys this time. He doesn't shoot children anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he used to kill a lot. Now he's really bad at Taking care of hogs. <laughs> did you he, hear? Did I hear that they said hog fever? No. Did they say hog fever? They did. I was going to say, did you hear when they referred to a guy's penis as a gun? <laughs> no. I thought that was hilarious. Of all the things men would do, I would expect that I hear a lot more frequently penises and guns going together. Because mm-hmm. those seem like two things that... I don't know if they'd talk about. Yeah. I don't talk like to many. Discharge. I do not talk to many straight men, I must say. Shooting your load. But later, way later, when the biographer Catherine. is at the jail, uh-huh. 
And they're talking about the guy who was like, two guns, McGee. Do you have two penises? <laughs> no, they were like, they call him two guns because he has one gun and a big penis. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> you guys are like, he has another gun in his pants. <laughs> Like a is gun. That a gun or is that just are you just happy to have a big penis? It's so funny like, to what? call <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Your penis shot me. Like, why are you guys all talking about that? Why are you why would you all call him two guns? This movie was very embarrassing for just the general concept of men. <laughs> Was he supposed to be bad at getting on horses? I think what they were saying is that his horse had been in the wild in the shop and was not stealing it. (laughs) His horse had been in the shop. His horse was in the shop, so it was rusty. It was just to show, like, oh, it had been a minute since he'd done all his murder spree. This horse was such a mood. Hmm. This horse hated Clint Eastwood. It was this horse was a Democrat. horse was a democrat i could tell <laughs> that horse borderline leftist we yeah, should talk icon. about who in this film was democrats and who she was... literally kept turning left so that he couldn't get on her <laughs> left stop left. it stop it <laughs> wait you said look at his little ponytail whose little ponytail english bob who you've said i mean english bob is good at shooting pheasants when he was shooting the pheasants yeah he had this tiny little ponytail that was um one of the only times that the movie got my attention at all. I was a little bit delighted at the for pheasants? a very brief moment. Not at them shooting pheasants, oh. but the scene before that where they were in, on the train being like, what a silly country. He's roasting America? Yeah. Did you like that? He was roasting America nonstop. I was like, go off, King. I wonder how they... I'm, I'm just imagining the writing of this script where they're like, we need to make sure people know this man is English. <laughs> this is this character, he Bob. He was dropping everything. He talked about the monarchy. <laughs> He talked about pheasants. Yeah. He talked about Americans and their guns. Yeah. And like, not only did he bring up the monarchy, he's like, you should all go back to the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the things, the way you do it here. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tea and crumpets. And also, Perfect. my name is not just Bob. It's English, English Bob. Bob. We got it, buddy. Who was that? We get it. I don't think I saw most of his scenes after he got kicked a lot. So I didn't understand what he was doing in the movie. He was also trying to go be a hitman. I missed. Which I was like, how much money were these women giving? I thought they weren't. I didn't know it was that much money that people were coming from England. (laughs) He sailed on over. (laughs) Also, you said earlier that there were a lot of themes in the movie. Oh, that's what they said on Wikipedia. Uh huh. Me personally, I don't believe that there were any themes in this movie. I think it literally was just like Clint Clint wanted to do a Western (laughs) and be like uh, grizzled. He loves cowboys. And he loves chairs. I guess his face has just always been that way, so he had to build a career around that facial expression. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Morgan Freeman dies off screen. Oh, he does? Yeah. I assumed I had mystics. I, I left the room. No. What the hell? Later, one of the women was like, didn't y'all know that Ned was dead? Yeah. I thought y'all knew. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you didn't know. <laughs> And then we co- he goes back to town and Morgan Freeman is upright in a coffin. <laughs> Which I laughed at. A little bit Dracula. It was a little Dracula. I genuinely thought at the end he was going to be like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> he looked gotcha. very alive. His color was... He looked incredibly alive. Excellent color. He was standing up. <laughs> Which I guess was like a... That was them saying... They were like, this is what we do to assassins in this right. town. There was a little sign. It was like putting the sign head was on like, spike. He's type. a bad guy. Yeah. He died because he was bad. Uh-huh. Not even true. Well, they, they, they were assassins. 
I know. But it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Liana, you said, I don't deserve to die like this. I was building a house. <laughs> question mark, question mark. Okay. And question mark, question mark, question mark. That's what little Bill, he literally says that. And I was like, that's your argument for why you should be allowed to keep living? Was he building a house? We're all in the middle of a project at any given time. <laughs> Just let me finish he, well, my he house. Was famously building a house. It was a very beautiful house. We see it a lot in the movie. Oh. He's like, oh, I'm building this house. I'm going to build a patio. It was when the like manager of the, excuse me, whorehouse mm-hmm. comes up to him. I don't know anything that they said. And I thought the manager looked like an evil otter, but <laughs> he did look like an evil otter. <laughs> but they, th- they talked a lot about him building a house. And I just remember the house was very gorgeous and on a lake. And so I thought a lot about it. Why did they have to have a male manager also? I don't know about so much of history, that. but so many brothels in history, the reason that there were rich women mm-hmm. ever in history was mm-hmm. because they were madams. And I didn't understand his vibe with the employees because at the beginning when she's being attacked, he comes in with a gun and is right. like, stop stabbing her, right. please. And then later on is very antagonistic to all of the women who work there. So right. I was like, whose side are you on? Yeah. What are you doing? He was just in the wrong role. It was not the career for him. No. And sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes you're in a job and you're like, you know what? This isn't for me. I should go actually elsewhere. My skill, I, this is not the right place for my spirit and my energy. He needed a job change. He needed to get on LinkedIn. In the sequel for the film. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get another Unforgiven job. Unforgiven too. A little bit forgiven. There's not a big emotional arc throughout like the, the protagonist changes in the sense that he like goes back to drinking and killing. And then there's this stupid epilogue. (laughs) Oh, the epilogue. Yes. The bookend to the stupid prologue to, to match the first because right around that I was like, wait, why did this start with a random paragraph about a woman who was dead? (laughs) We never saw her. (laughs) And it goes back and the epilogue is like, he moved with his kids to San Francisco to work in dry goods. And his dead <laughs> yeah, wife's mom yeah. never understood why she married him. And I was like, "Is what was this movie? Yeah, it literally ends being like, yeah, I mean, some people still say he's a pretty bad guy. What do you think? <laughs> Did you want to do your segment? Okay. This is, this is our segment. Can I just say... <laughs> which we have done once ever, I think, before on the podcast, in which we sort of take a moment to just say some stuff about the film. Can I just say, y'all, what was this? (laughs) It was, you you started with misogyny bingo. Mm -hmm. You had the assault of a woman. You called her, quote, damaged property, end quote. You said, oh, he's not a bad guy. He just did something bad. You said, God, I miss my dead wife. (laughs) You said, shut up, Alice. (laughs) That's a bingo. (laughs) Can I just say, showing an assault versus showing the impacts of an assault, Mm -hmm. there's a fucking difference between Mm -hmm. those two things. And we as a society actually know that the former is never fucking necessary. You never actually have to show a woman going through an extremely traumatic, violent event because we know it happens every day on this planet. We know that that's going on. You displaying that and showing that through your stupid male lens doesn't help anybody. Which leads me to my next question. Who are you helping with a movie like this? The answer 
yourselves. Nobody else benefits from a stupid fucking art movie like this one. It's such bullshit. We all suffered as a result of it, except for Clint Eastwood, who then 20 years later yelled at an empty chair at the RNC. So actually, he suffered too. How about you get off our lawn for once? <laughs> you assholes. You want to talk about Unforgiven? And you sh- you set a movie in Wyoming in 1881? Do you want to talk about something called the Bear River Massacre, okay. maybe? This was insane to choose a story entirely about white people and then also Morgan Freeman getting hurt and hurting each other when white people in America were doing so much worse in that same territory in that same year throughout, before, during, and after. And finally... Can I just say, you're seriously going to do a scene where the only black character in the movie gets whipped? Yep. Are you fucking kidding? And that is the end of Can I Just Say? (laughs) A segment about a garbage-ass film produced and directed by a garbage-ass man. Liana, thank you so much for that segment. Thank you for summing up so much of how this experience felt. You're welcome. Get off my lawn for three minutes. And then get back on it! We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes. This is, of course, Badges and Tragedies, where we give badges for <laughs> Big Whiskey. That's oh, the name of the town. Yeah. And Tragedies for Torrential Downpours. Nice. I have a badge for Big Whiskey, Wyoming, 1880. 
told me where and when we were, and I said, okay. Thank you. I have a badge for Alice. Yes. The, our, the, oh. the angry loved lady. Loved. I have a badge for gorgeous landscape. Ah. I mean, those initial shots of the mountains. They make it's Wyoming very gorgeous. Look very pretty. Wyoming is very pretty. Badge for that his name is Money. <laughs> that was so, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Badge for women supporting women. Mm. I did love that they were like, all right, well, clearly the police are ineffective. Totally. So we have to take this into our own hands. If the movie had been from their perspective, it would have been a whole different ball game. Yeah. I would love to see this 100%. remade. 100%. It would still be like an annoying, like, yeah, assault revenge storyline. Totally, which I think are, there's just over. No, exactly. As but as a feminist, that's often a feminist. The way that men will do like a feminist take is they're like, let's yeah, do the like, same bad stuff to them. Isn't this horrible but that this happened? Take it back at them. Yeah. But if they're gonna do this like quote unquote realistic gritty cowboy thing, right? Then let's see some ladies Give like the women some agency. Yeah. Hello, Kiss and Kate Barlow from Holes. Come on. Where was she in this film? Uh, badge for this almost feminist Brit when he was like, you guys should get a king or a queen. You could have a queen. <laughs> you could have a queen. You could have that. A badge for the line, he must be randy as hell to come out in this shit. Because <laughs> some guy showed up for a, a banging in the torrential downpour. Uh-huh. And she was like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> God. And starts patting on deodorant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my final badge is for, quote, well, then you shouldn't have cut up no woman, you asshole. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough, actually. It's true. It is right. It's a consequence. <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. Tragedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a trage for somebody's talking about how it sucks that the guys hurt this woman, but like, come on, aren't we going to forgive them? Totally. And they say something along the lines of, they were hardworking boys that were foolish. If they were wicked in the regular way, then maybe we would do something. They literally did. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. Or like, boys will be boys. Uh-huh. I have a trage for using the word comely to describe a woman in the prologue. No, anytime a man <laughs> is talking about a woman and the word come is somehow involved, I say, you stop it. You stop That's that. That's not for you. No. You put that away. Put your gun down. <laughs> stop talking about come. <laughs> no come. This is the prologue. I am barely here. If you say come <laughs> in the first seconds of a film, that it's is inappropriate. inappropriate. <laughs> Trage for just general language, like you said, we don't have to say all of it, but yeah. there were just a lot of things, especially in those first scenes, and this, when they're talking about where the woman was hurt and stuff like that, like, they just said phrases that were tragic. It was really scary. It was like, I felt fear yeah. during it. Trage for, God damn it! I'm going to have to write something eloquent about this stupid movie. It's so annoying when a movie is so bad and offensive and problematic that it gives us homework and we have to like gather our thoughts about it and try to say something uh-huh well totally in response it's so tiring oh a trage for like you said literally the one character we see get tortured is the one black character mm-hmm. like how much more do we have to put oh my god the black community through yeah. on screen yeah like can't you just let morgan freeman be in this and be a black cowboy and survive and yeah. go to his wife yeah why does he have to be the one to die <gasps> a trage for teats oh my gosh you can Ew. imagine oh i had a separate trage for morgan freeman dying off screen that was ridiculous off screen i really thought it was just because i was out of room a trage for quote she ain't got no face left end quote and i the whole time was like tbh she still looks like she's very looks, gorgeous oh, oh she 
Why are we talking about this? I'm sorry for her because it looked painful. It was clearly traumatic. It was a weird thing where they were like, they've ruined this woman. Oh my gosh. But then to not have the makeup or prosthetics or yeah. injury reflect that was odd. It was That's like, really it true. It was such a gruesome attack. And then to show this scarring that didn't look that bad almost felt insulting. Right. I have a trage for, I have written all of this. <laughs> yeah. I, I This is not my kind of movie. Yeah. A trage for even in 1880, they were saying, damn, these Americans are really happy with their guns. Oh, really using their guns a lot. Think about Shane. I was like, Jesus Christ. Trage for cowboy movie. Mm-hmm. I think cowboy movies are the most boring thing to possibly exist. <laughs> I think they're always misogynistic. Yeah. I think they are always racist. Yeah. There's so much there's so much inherently built in there yeah. that is centering the wrong people mm-hmm. that is glamorizing a very very dark and yeah gruesome time yeah and, and tragic time in american history it's based on like an american trope that is pushing a narrative that is completely yeah, yeah that's so true it's it was like a narrative designed to make us ignore our actual history which is that yes. it was a genocide of native people yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the, the genre just is like white erasure it is and it's so erasure weird that- from the white perspective right yes. It's weird that we still use it as this playground yeah. to, like, have men do fun things. Okay, slay. Slay. Wow. A trage for English Bob's hair when not in a little pony. <laughs> <laughs> when he became the ghost of Christmas yeah. past. I was like, ugh. Ew. <laughs> trage for never seeing the wife who apparently matters so much. <laughs> like, she's dead to begin with. Yeah. What is it called? It's called, like, fridging. Yes. That's the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fridged wife. Yes. Uh, my final trage is just overall <laughs> trage, general, big trage. My final trage is for this guy is the best. <laughs> Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Oh my God. This is, of course, how to pretend <laughs> you've seen this film. This is for. Oh my God. You are in the saloon uh, yeah, playing darts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Having a good time. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be a loner. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Sipping your craft beer. Mm-hmm. And Will, Will, American Will (laughs) comes walking up to you and he says, hello, (laughs) I, uh, I couldn't help but notice you trying to spend some time alone here Mm -hmm. and seeing you alone made me think about how much I love being independent on my own Mm. by myself. Mm. And the reason for that is because I am inspired by cowboy movies boy the themes in them i understand Ooh, those themes the everything they stand for i think is good (laughs) and i cannot wait to tell you about my favorite one that i am obsessed with which is the movie unforgiven Unforgiven. (laughs) and in order to stop wait wait i'm sorry the title of this movie is stupid. It's so stupid. Because in order for forgiveness to happen, they would have had to tell this story from the perspective of the woman that it happened to. <laughs> we get no glimpse into her inner workings ever. It is a really bad title. <laughs> it's terrible. So that's the first thing you also, can say to Will when he comes up to you in the saloon. They are forgiven by <laughs> all the men in the town. Nobody is mad at them except for the women that they attacked. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> ah! <gasps> and in order to get Will, American Will, American to stop, Will. Uh, stop gunslinging you with mm-hmm. his peen. <laughs> <laughs> slinging, his slinging his gun, gun. at you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Here are some things that you can say to pretend that you've seen the film Unforgiven, 1992. <laughs> yes, American Will, I've seen the movie Unforgiven. As I was just muttering under my own breath, the title really makes no sense at all. Mm-mm. Will, yes, I've seen Unforgiven. Something that I observed in it is pigs really vibe in the mud. <laughs> they really they love just it. Just love it. Yes, American Will, I have seen the movie Unforgiven. I saw the whole thing. And that's the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It really reminded me a lot of the film Shane, in that it's about a guy who used to be a gunslinger, tried to make a new life for himself, had to become a gunslinger again. Except Shane is all about how guns are bad. And Unforgiven is all about how this guy is the best. (laughs) American Will, of course, yes, I've seen Unforgiven. There's that scene in it that just makes you go, oh, good, a bunch of white men with torches. That bodes well. (laughs) My God. (laughs) That's always a good sign. American Will, I have seen the film Unforgiven. It actually really inspired me as well. In fact, all the gals, all the ladies and myself... We've decided to pool up our money and kill you. Yeah. And now that you have gotten Will off your lawn, <laughs> we're going to save you time with our segment, Should You Watch This Or, in which we, of course, give you legal advice <laughs> on whether you should watch this film or if you should save yourself, do anything else with your time. Liana, what do you think? I would say if you are looking for a piece of media that's sort of set during a historic period, a time period of yore, and involves the phrase, he had it coming. He had it coming. You should watch the musical Chicago. They said he had it coming so many times in the movie Unforgiven. And every time I was like, where are the women dancing? He had it coming. Where are the strong female characters? Totally. That could have been what the movie was. And doing gorgeous choreography. And where is it? I wish to be razzle dazzled, and I am not. <laughs> that is a great recommendation. Thank you. He only had himself, himself to blame. If you'd have been there, that song is so good. It makes me feel very strong. Yeah, the ending of it, where just it's women. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part is women. I literally just became the Sir Sharona <laughs> Women. Women. It's so good. I love women. And it's them. still women in your in their underwear. So if you're a misogynist, there's something <laughs> so for you. If you're in into that, that. <laughs> if you need to objectify them, you still can. Um, Sienna, what would you say? I'm going to do something insane. Oh my gosh! I'm going to do something crazy. Are you going to recommend the film? <laughs> kind of. No, I'm not. So sometimes you scare me so much. I hated this so much. Mm-hmm. If you are in a situation where a man is forcing you to watch a cowboy movie, get. Out. First of all, get you out of there. You can leave. You do have the right to leave that situation. You can leave. Okay. But if there's ever a situation where you're like, I have to watch something cowboy themed. I want everything that this movie has except for it's more pretty, more benign, and there's a really weird kid in it. And it's on the AFI oh my list. God. Then you should watch Shane. Shane. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best movie in the world. I am saying this one was the worst movie in the world. <laughs> and so if you're going to watch yeah. eight cowboy movie that's all about this time in wyoming totally 
protect yourself yeah from this that would be the better one to watch like mm-hmm. this one mm-hmm. is so much worse and does not need to exist yeah and you're still watching something on the list you're still you know <laughs> scratching that scratching the asshole that itch weird itch you're still <laughs> that, scratching that, that asshole, your asshole. <laughs> but i have like i have positive feelings towards that one and i want to die thinking yeah. about this movie so there you go there you go film bros this does not need to exist the end Sienna, what would you rate the film? Unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, within seconds, I knew this was getting a hard zero Absolutely. for me. I'm going to give Absolutely. it, I don't know, negative two. It was so boring. I want no part of this movie. Mm-hmm. No part of it. Mm-hmm. Get it far away from I me. I rebuke thee. Negative two out of five sniveling biographers. <laughs> Liana, how about yourself? This is a zero feverish hogs out of five <laughs> from me, which is the ideal number that you would like to have. Yeah, there were so many more in this they, one. There were so many of these hogs had fever. <laughs> Hog fever. <laughs> it was it was destructive. And yeah, I hated it. Damaging and violent to the viewer. I'm just going to leave you all with my last two notes, which I put at the very bottom after the whole thing. I wrote, that movie was terrible. You guys did such a bad job. Yes. They did a terrible job. So did the AFI for putting it on this list. Absolutely. And keeping it and moving it up 30. We need to talk to someone. (laughs) need to talk to somebody. Well, Liana, that has been our review. We managed to get through Unforgiven. Holy yeah, mackerel. They're right. I do not forgive that movie. I don't forgive it. Absolutely. It is Unforgiven. That's what the title really means. Yeah. They said, when you watch this, you're not going to forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. 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 <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. This has been Tossed Popcorn. If you liked this, please give us a review yes. on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Five stars, please. It's very, very helpful. Please help two women who really have <laughs> suffered this week. This was awful. We are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We are on Patreon if you want to donate to the to the fund of two yeah. women. In case we ever have to hire a hitman and pool our money together, you could be a part of that. <laughs> and join us next week when we will be watching... Oh, fuck. Tootsie. Oh, no. Every good movie starts with toot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye, Shane. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Why? Who wanted this? I really don't know. Who asked for this? I like to think that the audience for this film no longer exists today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.